And me, Matt Nichols, will be here talking about all things mental health and well-being, discussing how you can get through your bad days and hopefully bringing some positivity into your Friday afternoon. Hi everyone, this is the Rainy Days podcast and this is our first episode for what we're going to try to do. So I apologise for any technical faults or any weird things that might be said or might happen. So yeah, there's <laughs> so much else I can say about an intro. Yeah, sweet. Um, so I'm, I'm Matt Nichols, I'm the co-host. Um, Jay, who just spoke, he's the main host. Um, yep, so we thought we'd um, jump in straight away with this episode, introduce ourselves a little bit about what we're about a little bit about what the podcast is about and then we'll move on from there jay yeah sounds good all right i'll start then so yeah. my name's jason i'm a third year psychology student who's always been interested in mental health uh, mainly because throughout my life i've suffered with mental health problems so from a young age i was told by doctors that i might have either depression schizophrenia um bipolar uh, autism whatever was trendy for the doctors i think at that point in time mm. i understood that negative behavior can also be associated with mental health and from a young age understanding that I might have these problems was quite difficult for me so and from that I found that talking about it does help me so yeah I thought I'd start a podcast talking about stuff like this yeah yeah uh my name is Matt Nichols um I've also suffered with mental health um depression and anxiety mainly I think that my anxiety stemmed from being um bullied uh from younger Depression crept into it more into adult life. I made a few attempts on my own life back in March. As you can hear, they weren't successful. Um, and now I'm on my sort of recovery process. Jay very kindly asked me if I wanted to start the podcast with him. And yeah, I obviously agreed. That's why I'm here. So yeah, um, uh, if anyone's wondering about the title, so we called it the Rainy Days podcast because I think, well, both me and Matt looked at it and thought, okay, everyone has bad days but it's not really talked about much and that the concept of having a rainy day in the sense of sitting inside watching the rain drizzle down the window we thought that captured that concept quite well yeah and I, th I think it's it's important for us that you know we're transparent and that just because we post a lot of positivity on social media it doesn't mean that we don't have bad days and so I think the premise is very much that you know it bad days happen regardless of how far down the down the line you are with your mental health journey um and we wanted to talk a bit more about those how we can get through them and cope with them not to say that the podcast is going to be depressing we're also going to talk about it in a positive light but we wanted to help you through those sort of bad days of course talking about like, say the coping mechanisms talking about our instagrams both of us well I guess we both po we both post stuff to do with fitness and getting well and getting fit and it's all yeah. well in that but it's very hard to talk about the stuff or very hard to post stuff about the bad side of it like the idea of apathy towards fitness the concept that you post something to make other people happy or uh, something that I didn't really know about people lying about what they're doing so like they'll say they've done this really intensive high intensity workout and in reality yeah. they've just sat around doing nothing all day because they just couldn't drive themselves to do it yeah and I think I think I think it's it's almost a pre sort of it's almost like we have this idea in our heads that everything we post has to be positive has to be uplifting and so it's very tough for people to be transparent enough to talk about the bad days as well um and so we wanted to bring bring that into it and obviously touch on that side of mental health as well as obviously you know the good side and recovery and what you can do to get better sometimes you just have to cope at that point in time and so we wanted to touch on that 
Yeah, exactly. And talking about the different ways to cope with it, for example, for some people, it's brilliant that, for example, they, uh, they sorry, they go for a really fast run, they go for a massive like three hour workout and suddenly they feel great. But for some people, it just doesn't help. And we, on this podcast, we want to talk about the different ways that, well, you can get around stuff and you can turn a bad day into a good day. Like you may wake up one day feeling really apathetic, really lonely, really tired, not really quite sure what to do with your time. But the second you do something that makes you feel good, it might improve your day kind of thing, like even a simple shower. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I think that, I think that bad days often are a result of, you know, we either something bad has happened or we've had a setback or we just have no motivation that day. And I think that hopefully what we can bring are some tips, some advice, some laughs along the way uh, about, how we can try and turn those, make those bad days a little less um, bad, so to speak. I'm not going to promise you that we'll we'll make you feel like going through a five mile run after you've listened to us, but hopefully we can give God, you that'd some. that'd be terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully we can give you some sort of positive light when you are going through a tough time. To be fair, it'd be pretty amazing to hear someone goes on like some really exhaustive run listening to our podcast, trying to calm down afterwards. <laughs> I think it'd tire them out a bit more, to be honest with you, mate. That's a good point, to be fair. <laughs> we'll soon no, find um, Adding what Matt said about having laughs and that, like, we don't want to make it all doom and gloom. Like, mental health in itself is something that needs to be talked about, and some people cut it with humour. Like, throughout yeah. most of my life, I've made jokes about my mental health because it does help me, like, saying, oh, no, feel a bit miserable today, or it must be the depression kind of thing. And I understand that I'm coping with it, but the same time it's a great way to make a joke uh, make a joke out of it if yeah for no, me, no. yeah <laughs> sorry mate sorry that's all right uh, all i was going to say was that i don't know if anyone listening could relate to it but for me if you can laugh at something it doesn't have power of you anymore and that's the way i generally feel about it yeah i mean i've got quite a sort of self-deprecating sense of humor anyway because i think i think um i think that sort of helps me to cope with things if i can take the mick out of myself then it almost sort of, I don't know the psychology behind it, but I presume there's something to do with it. But um, I think that a lot of people tend to have this sort of preconceived idea that just because we talk about talk about depression, it has to be depressing. And that's very much not the case. Just because we're talking about mental health and we're talking about the bad days and this kind of thing, it doesn't mean we can have, doesn't mean we can't have a bit of fun with it. Um, and so it's called the Rainy Days podcast for a reason, but it's, def- it's definitely not going to all be sort of doom and gloom. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, the, the reason to call it that is because I think of the image of someone sitting inside. They do feel a bit lonely, but they're just sitting there relaxing, watching the rain pour down. And the more they focus on it, the better they feel. And I feel yeah. like this is this podcast will be exploring that feeling to a T. Like, we'll just be talking about things, seeing it. It's just been an organic conversation about mental health, and it probably will lead to some very strange places and some really important, really interesting places. Yeah. Or at least we hope so, yeah. anyway. Yeah. And that and that's and that's the thing that I mean, me and you spoke about this in private, but just for the audience, yeah. we are we are going to keep it very much authentic, not too sort of prescripted. We're going to give ourselves talking points. We're going to have guests on, but none of what we talk about is going to be, you know, pre-planned or googled. We're just going to speak from the heart, and hopefully, it resonates with you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, because of my background in psychology, sometimes I might talk about things, but. I would try my hardest to not go into theories and stuff like that, even though it's the way I um, visualize stuff. But yeah, again, as Matt said, it's just speaking about what we think and feel at that moment in time. And to be fair, sometimes it probably won't be great. And sometimes it might be funny. Something could be anything, really. Yeah, well, we don't don't know until we get there, but hopefully it brings value. um, And hopefully you get something from it the same way that 
I think that the reason me and you have agreed to do this in the first place is because it's going to bring us some value as well. Um, and hopefully... Yeah, exactly. Just talking about the more, for, again, for me, the more I talk about something, the better I feel about it because I can, I might find someone who's listening to me and I might say, like, oh, hey, I feel that same way. I'm like, oh, that's cool. There's other people who like me. There's other people that might feel the same way, which is amazing. And being yeah. able to talk about something, which we're going to go and talk about guests and that in a bit, but we'll talk about it in a few minutes. But yeah, being able to talk about something and knowing other people can relate to it, it's just amazing because you might deserve, you might find new ways to cope with it. You might find new ways you hate, you love them. It's, it's just a complete new thing, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I think at this point, um, what might be beneficial is if we, I know we briefly explained who we were and what we are about, but if we talk in a little bit of detail about our own sort of mental health um, experiences, our journey, I know you, obviously, you're very into your fitness Um so yep. maybe you can discuss how that helps with your mental health a little bit. Sure. Okay. Uh, so I'll start, I'll, I'll start then. Yeah. So as I've grown up, I wasn't, I was quite a fat kid. I wasn't really very good for food. Wasn't, I'd be the kid to get a bit picked off for sports and so on and so on. But I yeah. went through a thing. I had something called glandular fever after a series of mental, uh, sorry, medical problems. And yeah. it basically taught me that I, I don't have much time. And if I don't look after myself, it's not going to be well. I'm not going to enjoy it which sounds a bit depressing, but it's true. Yeah, but the yeah. positive of that is that what I started to realise, the more I physically did, the better I felt. I think it's, it's something to do endorphins or something like that. Again, I won't yeah. go into it, but the more, I, if I ran, like if you go for like a 10, 15 minute run, in my opinion, well, in my experience anyway, it makes me feel better. If I go do a shit ton of heavy lifting, I feel better. Like recently, yeah. Yeah. yeah, last few um, last few days, I made my own bloody barbell out of um, two or three bags of weights put them on this metal pole I bought at B&Q, did a few exercises and I felt golden. Like, <laughs> nice, mate. Yeah, nice, nice. But no, if I was going to talk about the more serious stuff, I'd say that, if I, again, not trying to make a joke out of it, which is hard for me, but as I got older, I got told that I might experience something called psychotic depression, which is basically depression with psychotic features. Yeah. And that evolved into a personality disorder, supposedly. So it's basically, I have... Um, I have main traits of depression. So like every now and again, well, sorry, the majority of the time, I'll be down, be quite miserable. I, I will feel, uh, won't see much logic in things. I won't feel very positive. And the, then the psychotic aspects, like sometimes I might overhear people having conversations that aren't there. I might feel things that don't make sense, or I might re- remember things that don't make sense. But again, I, I'm learning to basically rationalize it and deal with it to, to try and improve what I'm doing, really. Like yeah. I say, with the fitness thing, when I do those things, it clears up my mind a bit. But again, it's always going to be there in the back of your head, isn't it? Of course, yeah. And I think that I think that brings in it into sort of um, maintenance because I I think that anybody who's had who's got mental health problems or has had mental health problems, the vast majority of us, there's that there's no such thing as curing it. We can only learn oh, to manage no, it. I completely agree. We can only learn to manage it and maintain it and give ourselves the best chance to win that battle with our own minds every day. Um, and so obviously for you and for me as well, fitness is a big part of winning that daily battle. Yeah, I completely agree in a sense that I don't think anyone who has ever experienced mental health or took no, sorry, I rephrase that. I think if you've ever told someone you have mental health problems, you've been told the generic, okay, uh, well, how do you get rid of that? How do you fix that? Or, okay, yeah. you can take this drug to fix it. Well, in reality, if you've experienced it, you know it's just not true. It's just something, it's not something that just goes away. You just got to live with it. And every now and then you will deal with this voice in the back of your head telling you these things that just aren't true. 
and the more yeah. you fight it and the more methods you find to fight it the better you the better your bailout experience will be and sometimes it won't work like sometimes you just won't be able to deal with it and those again those are those rainy days we're talking yes, about yes and that brings us back to the point of the podcast um i mean you know for example i think at the moment i probably wait i probably seven out of ten days feel feel great and i'm doing really well and then i'll have those slip up days where i don't feel like doing much and it's more of a battle and the whole point of this podcast is to let you know that that's not abnormal it's absolutely normal um and we want to talk about you know how we get through those days how we push through those days and sometimes how we just accept those days and deal with the fact that we're going to have an unproductive day yeah and it's just as matt was saying it's just some people might experience two 20% 20% of the time they feel great and 80% it's down. Some people might be 90% up and 90, yeah. uh, 10% down. It's completely different. Everyone experiences life differently. For me, it's random. Like sometimes I feel up, sometimes I feel down. I can't really control it, but I can do things on those days to make myself feel a bit better. Like recently I've started doing a bit more reading. I've been doing a bit more fitness. I've, yeah. I've strangely changed the way I write my notes, which makes me feel better. It's just all these little things that you discover yeah. about yeah. your daily life that make you feel a bit better. Yeah, and, that, and it is a constant evolution. You know, there's things that I thought made me feel better six months ago that now are just not part of my daily routine. And there's things six months ago that I've never even heard of that have, or thought of trying that have now become part of my daily routine. So it's an ever-growing, it's an ever-ongoing sort of, you know, battle and cycle and, you know, way to Exactly. Yeah. There's another, just leading on from that, there's like this whole weird world of things that are like self-help gurus self-help this if you if you practice mindfulness every day you won't be depressed yeah like yeah. all these i don't know you might have seen it on instagram facebook and it's like, oh if you take the if you drink green tea every three days you'll cure your depression it's like what no you won't it's crazy what? mate and i, I it's uh, what i talk about all the time but there's no there's no one one thing fixes all when it comes to it and i always implore people Try different things because for someone, yoga and meditation and spirituality is going to be the answer and the thing that they need to do. And for someone like exactly. me, it's just, to me, I, I just I can't get into that. It's not for me. And so if I spent all my time trying to focus on getting into that, it would just be a waste of time. So I always say to people, you know, don't don't just listen to one person and think that they've got the answer. Explore, re- figure out what works for you. And it's it's exactly the same, but like it's just yoga is always pushed quite a lot isn't it or meditation like i remember yeah. the first time i tried to meditate i just sat there and i was basically singing songs to myself I was like huh am i feeling peaceful now is this magic am i, am I going to be cured and that, like i spoke to my doctor about it and went oh so i said i've been practicing meditation he looked at me as if to say you you've been practicing meditation yeah. a person who can't stop thinking about everything yeah like, yeah it's like did you did you actually quiet your mind no so what was the point of it it's like i don't really know i sat there for 20 minutes like i'm meditating i'm doing good and I, I got out of it and i was like huh i don't feel any different really yeah no and 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 that goes back to like you know if you can't you can't just see one person say one thing and think that that's your answer you've got to try an experiment for me meditation wasn't it yoga wasn't it for me walking jogging um having routine to-do lists having a morning routine they are the things that work for me, so they are the things that I implement. Yeah, exactly. And just just as a, a disclaimer, don't don't just think that just because it works for us, it'll work for you. Exactly. Like yeah. everyone's brain's different. Like I said, one of the strangest things I've realised now is if I write my notes in the sticky notes app on my laptop, it makes me feel less confused, and I I can't explain that. 
just just kind of happens. Yeah, and that's I, what... I don't know if you experience any of those weird, like quirky things, Matt. Yeah, for me, for me, chaotic notes tend to work best. Um, so... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so like... I just get a pen and scribble on paper, and literally, I promise you now, no one else in the world could read what I've written. But to me, it makes perfect sense, and it helps me to organize things. Um, so yeah, everyone brain, everyone's brain is wired different. Everyone communicates even to themselves in a different way. Um, and different things will boost your mood. Simple things can boost your mood. For me, putting, a, uh, putting some tunes on first thing in the morning boosts my mood. Oh, yeah, completely. Just getting up and having some music in the background. It kind of feels like you're on your own little TV show sometimes. It's loud enough. Yeah, mate, yeah. And, and the dancing in front of the mirror, which is questionable at the best of times as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever makes you feel good. As long as no one's recording, it, you're safe, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I've started recording most of the things I do in life now, but... I'm not recording that. Oh, yeah, of course, your little vlog series. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not going on no camera, mate. I promise you that much. <laughs> makes sense, do you think? Do you think the more you think about it, like the weird little rituals you do in a day that make you happy, if you started to if you started to write them down, you start thinking a bit mental in yourself, wouldn't you? Like, oh yeah, I'm just oh, trying to think of but, stuff I've done. But I think I think I think everyone's everyone's mental when they're on their own and no one's watching oh, in some yeah, way or definitely. another. Like, we, we all we all do these things. I realised someone pointed out to me today that I will routinely, I'll fill up a water bottle, put it in the fridge, not take it to work, and then just leave it in the fridge for like several days. <laughs> I had, like The routine is make the water bottle, fill it up, and just leave it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know why. It's even stupid stuff like, because I worked in call centres for like the first three years of my adult life. Yeah. Like now when I'm recording this podcast, I'm stood up and I'm pacing around my bedroom because I was taught that that's how you communicate more effectively. And realistically, I should just sit down and stop being weird, but like, <laughs> it's just one of those things again. To be fair, I get you. I was taught, um, so I work for like an anonymous line nearby where I live for student support. And um, one of the things we were taught was to keep this neutral tone. In my head, I'm just going, okay, don't keep the neutral tone because that's how you freak people out. <laughs> <laughs> just monitor. It's great if you talk to someone about their problems, but if you just speak like this the entire time, you start to sound a little bit mental. Yeah. Which is which probably shouldn't use lightly in this podcast, but there we go. <laughs> We've said it now, mate. We've committed to it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of brings it all around to it, though, doesn't it? It's because like, people throw away colloquialisms like mental, and it's just like, well, everyone's mental in their own little way. Like I say, is just basically the, just using the word mental, using it quite lightly in this podcast, kind of kind of proves our point in the sense that certain people do little rituals that make would make fun of, or I would make fun yeah. of, and then other people do things that would make. I, yeah, I do things that other people would make fun of. Fuck me, that was hard to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, uh, wait, can I even swear in this? I'm not sure. Yeah, man, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with bad language. I've got a potty mouth anyway. Um, yeah, I can't go fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> I can't go 10 minutes without swearing, apparently. Yeah, no, I, I can barely go too, mate. But no, I think I think that, you know, um, our humour and our way of dealing with things is to, you know, um, take light of them and turn dark situations into light ones. And I do that especially. And when I think about, I think back to my, of depression now um i'd rather my friends have a laugh and a joke about it than constantly be on the toes and worried about what they're saying about me um, oh, yeah, completely I'll, I'll make a pretty dark joke but basically being put on suicide watch by your friend just kind of makes it harder it's like oh do you want to go do something oh will that upset you are you okay it's just a bit like yeah. can we just go and play a game or yeah, go do something it's like, no okay 
Yeah, well, I'm lucky because I've got a group of friends that are that are really sort of you know lighthearted and um, they don't they don't sort of tiptoe around me, which is a good thing. Um, I know I've got. I, luckily now I've surrounded myself with the same people. Like people make jokes about depression, that but I like to hope. My, well, well, I do know my friends around me now that if I did say something that probably would be a, like you know warning bells, they would basically afterwards go, "Look, you okay?" Kind of thing. I think those are the best type of people to have in your life. Oh yeah, definitely, and I think I think if I told them that I was struggling, or they would probably be able to tell if I was struggling, then the tone would change. But you know, um, for the most part, while I'm trying to live my normal life, I don't want to be I don't want to be tiptoed around or treated differently just because of something that I went through. Yeah, exactly. It's like having a black mark next to your name in a book, isn't it? It's going okay. This person, you can't talk about this. You can't do this around, and you can't do this. When in reality, yeah. we don't want to think about. Well, I don't know if it, again, I'm not trying to generalize, but in my case, I don't really want to think about my mental health problems constantly. I want to just live my life as best as I can in the moments where I can. Yeah, a hundred percent, mate. I agree, and I think that, I think that, and this brings me on almost, and I don't know how we got here, but it brings me on to friendship groups and. Yeah. how we sort of form them and what we how, I mean for me personally I was always quite sort of shy and I was um, sort of bullied at school a bit and so I struggled to make friends up until probably adult life where I, I sort of thought about it from a logical point of view and realized that stuff that happened to me 10 years ago doesn't necessarily reflect my character or people around me's character now um, yeah. I don't know how that sort of you know transpired for you but it took me quite a while to start putting trust in people. See, I think I went down a different route. Like, for example, my friends, I sur- I think I surrounded myself with, quote-unquote, damaged people. Like, in the sense yeah. that pe- pe- people... Normally, if someone's going through something, you can sense at the same time that you're going through something, can't you? So it's like that weird sheltering and shielding thing, isn't it? Like, ah, yeah, if I'm you, going through almost, something... Yeah, exactly. You always like, subconsciously have something in common. Yeah, exactly. But the more I thought about it... The, it kind of got more and more serious. Like I was surrounding myself with people originally who were like maybe a bit had a bit of autism, like like uh, sorry, low functioning autism, high functioning yeah. autism, maybe a bit of ADD here and there, a tiny bit of depression. But I realised the worse my emotions got, the worse I felt. The worse the people I was surrounding myself with, and I realised, well, this is really dangerous for me, and it's really hard sometimes to go, okay, this person's really bad for me and really bad for my mental health. We just yeah. that. And sometimes you just have to get rid of people like that because you just you can't support them if you can't support yourself. Yeah, and I think I think you know for me it was more because I'd lived that sort of school life of not really feeling popularity or confidence. Hmm. I surrounded myself with people that used to go out clubbing every weekend and trying to yeah. um, quote unquote pull girls and um, you know all that kind of stuff. And that's where drugs and alcohol became involved in my life. Um, because yeah. it was that escapism from the low self-confidence and the lack of um, confidence, so to speak. And so when I realised that I needed to change, I realised that I needed to stop drinking and stop doing drugs. I didn't stop talking to these people because they were bad people necessarily. It was just that their lives and what they did was not harmful to them, but it was really messing up my mental health and yeah. my anxiety and the direction that I wanted to take my life and so sometimes it's not a reflection on your character or their character when you have to start and you have to sort of stop this friendship it's just that you've got to do what's best for you sometimes yeah exactly it's not yeah so it's not it's not labeling good or bad it's basically saying look 
this is the way you live and this is the way you think and we just sometimes it just doesn't match like again yeah. i can kind of relate but at a younger age i've like as you said before like um friends not feeling popularity i kind of felt the same thing through primary yeah. and secondary school like i was surrounded myself with these people like the loner type kids and that and i started to realize okay i need to find a new friendship group if i want to do things because i did want to go out and do things i did want to enjoy my childhood kind of thing but i realized yeah. very quickly i started surrounding myself with a different group of people and it's the drug groups, like the groups, they're always going out, like getting high off what note or who knows, whatever, like, OK, they can do this, they can do this. And it, I suddenly started to realize that these people aren't trying to enjoy themselves. They're going out of their way and like almost dying every night because they just don't know what to do with themselves. And it's, the more I started to talk to these people about these problems, they were like, oh, yeah, I just avoid my problems with drugs. I was like, oh, is that what I'm doing kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. And. You know, I, I mean, for me, it was it was slightly different than that because the circle I was with weren't they weren't trying to you know they weren't trying to escape problems. They just real they just enjoyed that high that they got and they enjoyed that buzz of going out and partying and doing those things. Um, and for them, when they woke up the next morning, life went on as normal. Whereas for me, when I woke up the next morning, I felt alone and depressed and in a dark place. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, yeah, I can I completely empathise with that in the sense that that's what happened to me. These people would. Do like bin, uh, benders of different drugs, different different drinks, mixing this, mixing that, and they'd feel great the next day. Like, yeah, let's do it again. Let's kind of do this bit. In my head, I'm like, I yeah. feel miserable and just so depressed. And you just you just kind of want to detach from everything because you don't know how you can't relate to the people you're with now. You don't really know who to relate with then. And then you just yeah, you're by yourself again. Yeah, and that and I think that's why I kept going back to it because when I was when I was drunk and when I was high on cocaine or whatever, then that's when my almost false confidence came alive and I felt I didn't feel alone and I didn't feel anxious and I didn't feel depressed. And I felt on top of the world. And obviously we all know it's a temporary thing and it never lasts, yeah. but we always crave that still and we always want to go and experience it again, regardless of how bad we know it's going to make us feel the next day. And I think that's why it took me, it took me five years and multiple different other sort of events that went on to realise that actually hanging around with these people isn't isn't the right thing for me and I need to realize I need to develop confidence organically rather than artificially through substances and I needed to I needed to have a purpose in life other than going out and getting drunk and getting high every weekend and that's when the changes started happening for me when I realized these things that's well I'm, I'm glad that did happen to you and I'm glad the process happened the way it did to me, it was kind of similar in the sense that as I got a bit older, I started to realize, well, I keep using the word starting to realize because I don't really, really know how to explain it. I just kind of, you know, when you feel something, I felt that people knew me because they knew of my mental health problem, my yeah. drug problem or my drinking problem. They didn't know who I was. Like they could tell me all the problems about me that they'd know about, but they wouldn't know anything about like my family life, my, my personal life, like who I am as a person, what I enjoy, what I don't enjoy. Like for ages, I got labelled as that kid who has a bit, who's a bit psychotic in like the literal sense, in the sense that I had psych psychosis, I had mental problems, and the kid who was a bit miserable and depressed. And I just basically got labelled as leave him alone unless you give him drugs or alcohol, then he can be fun. It, I, it just felt horrible. Yeah. And trying to dissociate from that, it was just so difficult. Yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean, mate. Because um, when I sort of when I've ended up coming off the drinking drugs and I've, I've had to almost reinvent myself, so to speak. And no one, 
no one really knew about the mental health of them close people and obviously when i've come out and made this page people have yeah. either been people have either been supportive and surprised or they just not took any notice and that doesn't really matter to me now because i would rather i would rather a few people that i know who support me and i know are genuinely there for me than have 10 people who want me to come on nights out and do drugs and do, do these sort of self-damaging things that I used to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. Okay. I just want to um, pick up on something because I think it might be interesting to talk about in the future. Mm-hmm. In like in the in like the place that we are, like we, neither of us are massive pages. We're quite small pages. We don't really grow. Our, we don't grow like non-artificially. Yeah, we don't grow artificially. We're not like going out of our way to try and get hundreds of followers every day, kind of thing. Yeah. But again, something a, a strange event happened to me well, during the first lockdown. Have you watched? Have you ever looked at those weird meme pages by any chance? What on like Facebook and that kind of thing? Yeah, so like Instagram, you have like weird meme yeah. pages, like people just right. So, <laughs> funnily enough, I had one of those in Instagram. I really pushed that to get in, like fucking um, she go. I got to like three thousand followers in a few weeks. Yeah, and it was amazing the amount of people messaging you like, "Oh, you're doing great. You're doing that. You're doing yeah. that." But it, it, you could tell it was all fake. Like you could tell they're sending the same message out to like twelve different people, and they're just waiting <laughs> for a response. Like, "Oh, you're amazing." I'm going to like your post and so now you're going to follow me and then they'll unfollow you and never speak to you again. <laughs> how do you, how do you, how do you even go about artificially growing a page like that? Do you pay, do you pay for followers? Or so you... when I, so when I say artificially grow, I mean like going out of your way to like connect with people in, in the most non socialistic way. They're going, Hey, I've got an idea. You get this many views on a post. I get this many views on a post. Let's pretend to like each other for a day. So then we get shared posts. Never speak to each other again, kind, kind uh, of thing. Okay. And like following and unfollowing and all that kind yeah, of Yeah, exactly. And the whole little system of people going, oh, I'll follow 12 pages and unfollow 10. So my follow account is just got so depressing because <laughs> I just wanted to post random shit that made me laugh. And I got these messages like, hey, want to join? Like, what was the big one? The one that really got me confused was, um, They'll do these things called, oh, what are they called? There's a word for it, but I can't remember what it is. But basically, if you heard of an app called Telegram? Yeah. Right. So what they'll do is they'll put you in a group of like 500, 600 people and they get right. you to post the same picture of like some, I don't know, a moderately attractive girl, like OnlyFans thing. It'll be fake. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll put it on a, a separate page and say, look, if you follow all the people this page is following, you'll get to see some nudes kind of thing. And I was like, <laughs> is, this, is this really how people grow? <laughs> oh, God. Like, I'll get like 13 year olds popping up to be like, hey, have you got this girl's news? Like, what? No. I'm glad I decided not to go down that route then, mate. Yeah. Um, I think, I think so that, that almost brings us on to our own reasons why we're authentic with it. I think authenticity yeah. is a massive thing. Um, I don't want to go into it in too much detail now because I know that this episode has been running for about half an hour, which is flowing by. But, yep. Um Really has to be fair, yeah. But I think that I think that authenticity, especially in mental health, is massively important. One, because we've got to understand that our audience, people that have suffered with mental health, people that care about mental health, they're going to see through anyone that's not authentic because we've all. Oh yeah, completely. You, you can. They're used to seeing hundreds of people telling them about how they're depressed and miserable, then go on social media and say they're depressed and miserable, and then yeah. just ignore it. It's it's horrible. It really is. It's, like I said to you before in private ages ago, like it sounded like I was being a bit beggy with it, but generally there are not many Instagram pages that I follow personally or that follow me that I think I could genuinely message to have a chat about mental health or to have a genuine conversation because 
I, I don't know if it's how Instagram's set up or how people want to grow on it or something, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't seem like there's many authentic people. I might be wrong. I might just be really close-knit to people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, my, the sort of, I say community very loosely because it's, it's 250-odd people, but the, the base that I've got on Instagram now um, are very much followed back people that I feel are authentic and people that I think, I would like to talk to this person in person. And a lot of the time, that's how my sort of co- collaborations come about because I find people that I, I, I look at and I think, do you know what? I like this person. I like what, they, I like what they're about. And then that's when I'll, either yeah. they'll approach me or I'll approach them. But you can, tell, you can tell the ones that are just doing it for a bit of, um, what's the word, for a bit of clout, quote unquote. Uh, yeah oh i hate that word <laughs> i've said it it's, it just it just reminds me of some like really fucking stereotypical gangster sitting there with like the puff daddy yeah. coat and the bloody pink hat at least in a like, grand truck yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh rising grind guys gotta get that bread gotta get them yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, mate, no. what are you talking about <laughs> you've got like 100 like a couple of 100 people <laughs> maybe looking at your posts once a week and this is what you're saying to them yeah. I mean, you know, each to the road and all that, but um Yeah, it's true. It just kind of makes me laugh sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think I think it's especially funny when they don't actually live that lifestyle. Um, oh, it's it's so yeah, it's so bad. Like you <laughs> see them post some really I'm not gonna name any names because I don't really want to get sued or attacked or anything. <laughs> but like you see them post these really extravagant photos of like their dinners and their breakfast, and you see them on their story, like running with a small little Garmin or a little GoPro and going, Yeah. I've done a hundred meters there. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they won't they won't post the Strava records of them after either. Oh fuck guaranteed. definitely not. They'll be like, yeah, or, or, or what they'll do is they'll take like their daily their steps, which I've keep seeing, which I didn't know you could do, which is kind of funny to me. Have you got a Fitbit or anything like that? I've got um I've just got the sort of built in Samsung app that tracks my okay. steps. Yeah. So you know how you can track steps? Well, sometimes with a Fitbit, it'll glitch out and it will show you going for one massive run the entire day and you can pick how long it was for. So you're like, oh yeah, I ran 15 kilometers today. So like, no, you didn't. You just oh, didn't God. do it, did you? <laughs> I saw your story. You were on a walk in some nice little farm area. It's like, what are you talking about? I mean, I mean, I suppose if you're, if you're trying to build like a personal brand or whatever, then it's okay. But the second, the second that these you know, people, the second you'll try and sell a product and these, you have to actually demonstrate a certain no one's going to believe it. <laughs> yeah, you have to demonstrate a certain level of, of authenticity and knowledge and that kind of thing. Surely it falls apart for these people. I don't... To be fair, that's like one of the, that's one of the um, big no-no words in Instagram, isn't it? Brand. Yeah. yeah bloody personal mess- brand or whatever. Fucking 20 messages from these cheap, like, fake brands going, hey... I'll give you 5% on this jumper and it comes out like 90 pounds. Like, what are you talking about? Why would I ever buy this? Yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, I've, um, I'm transparent and ambitious enough to say it. I don't want to be in the full-time job I'm in forever. And I hope that this, this page that I run may one day be a springboard into talking about mental health or working in mental health or something like that. But I, yeah, that's completely fair. Like, I, I would share that thing. Like, for example, this podcast, I would love for a, a, um, a recruiting assistant psychology position to be like, oh, wow, this person cares about mental health. They'll do this. Or like, so I get to speak to people about mental yeah, health. Yeah. That'd be amazing. But I'll never turn it into like, oh, how can I make a quick bit of money off of this? Yeah, that's the thing. And I can't remember who asked me. Someone asked me the other day, like, um, they were giving me some advice on like 
if brands approach you and stuff. And I thought, mate, like I've been doing it for been doing it for six weeks and I've got two hundred and fifty followers. One, I don't think I need to worry about brands approaching me just yet anyway. Literally. And two, like when it happens, like I do this for my own purpose anyway. And so I, like even if yeah. it metaphorically that I've a claim to it, I would only push something if one I cared about it and two I thought that people would care about it as much as I do. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, it just reminds me of you've got any of the like the messages from like the really dodgy looking watch it places. It's like, oh, will you pro- will you promote our watches? Will you promote this? It's like, no. I had one about <laughs> going socks. Scam people. You have one about a sock? Socks, yeah. Will you promote our socks? <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, well, I'm just going to ignore that one. <laughs> you should have, no, do you know what you should have done? You should straight face message them and say, look, if you pe- send me a pair of socks with my face on it, maybe I'll promote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or just send me a pair of socks, to be fair, because mine have all got holes in them, but... <laughs> that's probably something you shouldn't say on a podcast but there we go <laughs> you know it now <laughs> i will promote your brand if you send me clothes <laughs> yes 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 just just please send socks i need socks hoodies i'm good for the un- socks. to be fair so I've, I've since going to the gym and like doing a bit more fitness stuff but most of my stuff doesn't fit me anymore which is really irritating yeah yeah well i mean I ordered a, I ordered a, what did I order? I ordered an XXL jacket the other day and it's absolutely drowned me, mate, and that used to be my stuff. <laughs> like I'm doing something. Oh, to be fair, fair enough, do you? Yeah. I think my brother ordered one of those. He's like so he's third oh sorry, thirteen. That's not right. Anyway, yeah, he's thirteen. <laughs> brain. I, I can't but wow, my brain just stopped working for right. a second. Anyway. <laughs> literally, but he's he's quite a he's a fairly big guy, but like he ordered this jacket and it just came in. It looked like it was wearing this massive ass cloak. You know, like the fucking, it, like a comparison or like a um, combination between a cloak and a wedding dress. <laughs> well, I, I so it's like this flowing bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm for, for um, I'll just break the pitch for you. I'm six foot three, um, and my my ex partner that I used to date was five foot, right? And she used to, she used to wear like one of my t-shirts to bed and it was literally like a fucking 90 on her like came down to like nearly a kneecaps mate it was ridiculous and they were like Mental. turbo baggy obviously I've, I've slimmed down a bit now so you might not be as baggy but yeah it's just it's just strange man to be fair i remember so i'm only i'm 511 so yeah i haven't met i haven't got to that six foot mark so if i get bullied for that for fuck's sake but anyway <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend's about five foot six and she was wearing this jumper i used to have from when i was a bit well basically morbidly obese yeah and she basically hid in it and i didn't know where she was <laughs> so she was looking down and pulled it over and i couldn't see her. i just saw this color so I came upstairs in the middle of the night and she was just like, this is the lump of colour in my bed. <laughs> That's funny. I was so confused. Props to her though. That's funny to be fair. <laughs> you, you say props to her, but she basically fell asleep waiting. To, I think she's going to jump out on me, but she fell asleep. <laughs> I was so confused. Did she, did she just, did she just fall asleep there and you never noticed it till the next morning? Yeah, yeah literally. It's like, <laughs> what, what were you going to do? It's like, I was going to jump out of you. What happened? Fell asleep. Fair. <laughs> fair. Um, did we have anything else on today's agenda? We did, didn't we? What was it? Uh, we was we can we was going to talk about um, depression and basically, but I think we've covered it really. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you know as the episodes go on, we'll sort of automatically end up revealing more about ourselves. Um, yeah. We've only done a brief sort of overview today, but we really wanted to, you know, explain a bit about what we're about, who we are, um, 
yeah. have a bit of a chat, which has actually um, gone on pretty well, mate. I've enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, it's, it, to be fair, it's been quite fun. And I said before, authenticity and the fact we just keep making random shit that's making us laugh, so that's always a good sign. <laughs> if you don't find it funny, we did, so fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I said it, okay? I said it. But... Fuck's sake. I'm now fuck's sake. I've got friends listening to this. Like, oh, you're just, you, your mate told me to fuck off. I was like, look, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was not in the script that we don't have. But come follow me. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Come support him. Though. Yeah, please. <laughs> but um, no, it's been fun, and we've got um, we've got a few guests lined up already. I know you've um, you've got yeah. a few, and I've got a few. So keep your eyes peeled. We'll definitely, um, you know, it'll it'll flow better as we go on, so to speak. So don't judge us too harshly just yet. But um, and if all goes to plan, this should be out Friday. The fuck's sake, what's the date? <laughs> yeah, but Friday the nineteenth or Saturday the twentieth. But, but we don't need to okay. tell them that because they'll just listen to it on the Friday. Oh, for f- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my brain! This is what working for working at a job where people just come up to you and go, "Hello, is COVID real?" Yeah. Your brain. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's out today. Um, Listening to us too. Whatever today is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, man, it's been it's been it's been really fun. Um, and like I say, we'll be back. We'll probably record. Um, we'll probably bank the episodes. Actually, I think won't we? I'm, I'm guessing we're going yep. to put this out now. But what what we can do, mate, is um, bank sort of bank the episodes. Get, try and record them so we've got a bit of a yeah. bit of a library going. And then yeah, we'll them so sort of I reckon what we should do. Is put this out as a feeler, see what reactions we yeah. get, see if we get any messages, and just see how it goes. Yeah, so shall we quickly just outro it properly? Because I think that was all a bit of a mess that last minute. That was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? <laughs> so just outro it properly, yeah. Well, um, instead of doing that, shall I end this recording, and then we'll do another recording for an intro and an outro? Yes, yeah, perfect, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. I'll invite you to this one. Right. All right, see you right, so that was it, guys. That was our first episode. Basically, interesting who we are and the podcast. Really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please make sure to give us a like. Follow us on the socials and we'll catch you next Friday for episode two. Take care, guys.